0: Hey, hey, what's up, Melina? See what time it is, It's a little late. It's (laughs) been a minute, though. We had to get up on here. Had to get up on here. Hey, uh, let's bring in the chat. Let's see if uh, people can hear us and see us okay.
1: Uh, There's a lot to talk
0: about, man. Yeah, 15, it's it's growing. There's a lot to talk about. So, uh, guys, let us know if you can hear us okay, if you can see us okay. I'm actually about... What two hours up the road from you, Mike? A
1: little more. Maybe like three and a half. Three and a half. Three
0: and a half. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So I'm out I'm in Houston tonight and Mike is in his normal hometown of uh Corpus Christi. And uh man, I'm I'm excited to talk to you about some of this stuff. I've been so busy and I was catching bits and pieces of all the events going on. But I, I you know, I know you were watching every minute of it, so I wanted to talk to you about it.
1: Well, there's been we haven't had a uh, lack of pool, that's for sure. Because everywhere you look, one stream after another, Dazzin, pool action TV, online on YouTube for a little little event out in Vegas. I mean, you name it, there's been pool everywhere.
0: <laughs> so hey,
1: it's been, don't uh, let, it's been. Fun. Don't let,
0: don't let Emily hear you call it Dazzin. It's the zone. We've heard her say that a number of times now. Okay. DAZN. Well, DAZN. she
1: also, they, she also says the Derby. So <laughs> that's I mean, true. You know what I mean? So we kinda have to take it with a grain of salt.
0: There we go. There we go. Well, hey, look, we have a special guest tonight, and uh normally we would bring in this guest just to talk about the tournament they participated in, but this guy's such a good uh commentator. I'd like to hear his thoughts on a lot of things we're gonna talk about tonight. So let's bring in Oscar Dominguez. What's up, Oscar? What's up, guys? Hey man, congratulations on a big win at the Swanee.
2: Oh, thank you, thank you.
0: What is that? Your second time winning that thing?
2: Yeah, I've gotten second three times. Oh uh, and I've won it twice. Yeah, Bright's (laughs) made. So (laughs) (laughs) I lion, Mitch Allen. Ain't no
1: shame in losing to to Alex though.
2: And no Brian Parks. I'm sorry.
1: So there ain't no shame shame in losing to, to Alex.
2: Yeah. I what guess.
1: explain to me the format, because I only watch bits and pieces. What are you doing, big table, nine ball?
2: It's big table, nine ball, alternate the break. Um, the TV table's tight. The table at grips, snug, you know, 4 eighth inch. Yeah. I play, it's playing really tight right now because uh, the cloth has been worn in pretty well. So, like, I started missing a couple balls early, like, when I first got on the TV table. I'm like, whoa. It, it was biting, way? you know, when you –
1: you cleaned up playing, uh, old old uh, money banks, Archer.
0: I was gonna say <laughs> yeah. I commentated a match from that table with a couple ball bangers up there. <laughs> yeah,
1: that's
2: right. It's been exactly one year anniversary. I just looked at my Facebook memories.
0: Really? Oh. Mm-hmm. Wow! I'm want today. You celebrate, buddy. Is it really yeah. today? I'll it's really today. I can't make this up. Today. You know oscar that was a weird match uh just the way that match played out you know it was like you never really caught a gear it didn't seem until the very end Look like i was
2: tired man i didn't play i wasn't playing much and uh you ever you ever go into a match knowing that you're supposed to win and you just like start donking off games
0: Mike doesn't That's, know about that, but I have. I've gone in yeah. and I'm supposed to win. So,
2: yeah, I started doing that, and I just felt like I was a favorite, and I just – Well, uh, you were
1: a favorite. I mean, you were – there because it was a weird format, like races and then best overall sets, if I remember right, something like that. Yeah, it? best two out of
2: three for uh, race
1: yeah. 25, best two out of three. Yeah, and I mean, you, you know, some betting lines were giving them, you know, I think it was five games or something.
2: Yeah, five games. I covered the first set, but I didn't cover the second.
1: Yeah, you dogged, it. you dogged it there for sure. But no, I, you right. know, it's a, listen, it's a good win. And you know what I like about it? It's good. It makes sense. You're in California, Vegas, right there, home away from home, right? You got friends, you got yeah, you know, family there. You got a history there. And I'm sure the payday compared to going and traveling, like to let's say down here in Texas, made a lot more sense to go with the field out there in Las Vegas.
2: Yeah, and also. um flights were terrible from going from sacramento to austin like i would have to leave really early on friday and i had to get so much done friday before i left and flights from sacramento to vegas is like 45 minutes it's a joke
0: oh wow. so you actually looked into going to texas
2: yeah i was going to texas i i wanted to play the big event i wanted to go test myself with the with the best your dad but was there he
0: did, he did he played my dad was
2: there years. but I know I had plans to go up there, but then the flights were just absolutely garbage. And um, I brought Adrian with me. I just said, "Hey, you know what? I'll bring Adrian instead to the Swanee. Get him some good seasoning. I won't throw him into the lion's den quite yet."
0: And you're talking about the the strong junior player, Adrian mm-hmm. uh, Prasad. Is Prasad. A- yeah. Yeah. Uh, he's from, so, is he from Sacramento, Oscar?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Good player. I met him out in Vegas with his parents. Really nice kid
2: yeah yeah very very i nice. met
1: i met him actually with oscar one one evening with his parents went out to go uh to vilmos's uh ice cream shop out there
0: real solid oh yeah. yeah yeah i was in the uber line with him and his, his parents and you know i started talking to him and i said hey i'm gonna have you on pool player podcast we haven't made that happen yet but uh you know, I, I've always, when it comes to talking to juniors, you know, Oscar, you've been on the podcast before, you know, it's mm-hmm. an hour long and I ask a lot of questions, you know, and I'm always wondering about the younger guys, like how they're going to react to being on the podcast, you know? Um, is yeah. he, is he kind of outgoing? I think he, he'd uh, he's a little talk- shy,
2: but w- when he talks about pool, he's fine. <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs> I won't get him talking then. Light so Take us through the uh, tournament, Oscar. What uh, what transpired out there? Did you just go, like, wire to wire, or did you have some tough matches? Uh, tell us
2: uh, about. I had, like, first match was, like, uh, just a local player who uh, was learning. And uh, so it was a nice to get a nice uh, uh, softer match, I guess you can call it, where I can hit some balls. And I, I ran out like crazy. I was like, whoa, am I playing good, or am I just real confident that I'm supposed to win? So... And then i played vilmo second round and i played pretty well on him i thought and i said okay well i'm not playing bad you know um beat a couple other guys solid players like marshall john um, ian costello but uh, my toughest match was definitely with max for the hot seat i just uh i was ahead of line and things weren't going my way max got a few Weird situations where, like, he ended up like executing really good shots or got a little roll here and there. So I was like stuck four to one. And, uh, I ended up winning eight to six. Um, I won a couple of good games, so that that helped. And then, uh, oh, excuse me. Bless you. Bless you. Thank you, thank you. I was holding it. <laughs> <laughs> winning um,
1: se- winning seven one in alternating break isn't the easiest thing in the world to do. No, a lot of things got to go and happen for that to go and, and work out for you. Yeah,
2: Um I think I was breaking good, and uh, other people were. I don't think they have any idea how to rack, in terms of like you're know, making sure you're the using, balls are you're using a triangle. Yeah, on, no, on the like oh no, the magic rack.
1: Okay, okay, it was
2: magic, and I think they were just slugging themselves, and or they didn't really put any care into racking well, so that helped me out. And uh, yeah, I ended up getting the cheddar and got half myself in the calcutta. So I paid some bills.
1: There oh, you go. You got you finally got half yourself in the calcutta. I'm shocked.
0: Yeah, it showed shocked. some heart today.
1: I'm am I'm yeah. surprised. That's that's breaking news right there.
0: You don't hear that very often. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a tough such yeah. a tough proposition. You know, when you're one of the favorites in the event to buy yourself in the calcutta half yourself you know because you're investing so much you're taking a big risk but i I guess that goes to show how confident you are in the event
2: well i was pretty confident just because uh i felt like i put some time in to practicing you know i was gonna go to derby and it didn't work out but uh so i had been practicing a little bit for derby it was it was a blessing in disguise
1: what were you working on doing like post break oscar were you working on missing the one in the side and controlling it down table were you worried about making that one and then controlling the two ball if it was in the back what were you what, what was the, the strategy now, break my, wise?
2: yeah my strategy was definitely popping it hard enough for the one ball to go above the side to the short rail to the side that I'm breaking from and uh, I was pretty successful at it um, I started catching it pretty well sometimes I make the one on accident because I'll hitting it a little too thin but when I hit it flush, it was like almost an automatic out for me. Well, at least an automatic opportunity to run out. So,
0: that's awesome. For yeah. Some so,
1: of these, the some of the fans f- that may not know what, how important is, is that break for guys like a, like a Max Eberly, like an Oscar Dominguez? How important it's, is it to go and, and hold serve Oscar in, in a format like that, tournament like that?
2: It's, it's actually, I've always believed that alternate break has more pressure than winter break. Because you're almost forced to hold your serve. Um, Winner break, you can get away with a rough start, I think, because you can put it back together and get momentum. Whereas alternate yep. break, you almost have to pray for a bad roll or a bad kiss by your opponent, and you're just sweating that one ball every time. It's kind of brutal of fate. Um, I think. It's pretty significant. I mean, at that point, it's it's so astronomical. Uh, my dad always said that you can only play as good as you're breaking. So you can be playing unbelievable, but if you're breaking bad, you're playing bad. It doesn't matter how good you're playing. So I mean, if that doesn't tell you how important it is, uh, I mean, it's everything.
0: Yeah. Hey, uh, we're talking here with Oscar Dominguez. We have about 30 people in here. So guys, do us a favor. Share the feed. uh, Get it out there across whether you're watching on Windows Open or Pool Player Podcast or the YouTube channel. uh, Share it. Get it out there for other people to check it out. Uh, Hopefully Oscar can stick around and talk with us a little bit about some of the other events that went on this weekend because there was a ton of action going on. But Oscar, before we get into that, the finals, you played Ruben Batista. Is that right? Yeah, Ruben. How how did that go? Um, I was up early.
2: Nice big lead, breaking, running. Just I was playing great safes, and he was just kicking and selling out. Then I run out. Boom, 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 boom. boom. Just control, control, control. And uh, I missed two balls at race to eleven, and he missed one ball at race to eleven. Wow. And it was weird. Like I started pushing out. Now, you know, I wasn't seeing the one anymore. I was pushing out and the son of a gun plays unbelievable saves. I mean, Ruben (laughs) plays great saves. Does he have a three
0: cushion, three cushion background? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, He plays good three cushion.
2: So, um, he played fantastic. Um, he came back a little bit and, uh, he got a little weak on one shot that I felt that he should have made. And then after that, he never had a chance.
0: Hmm. Nice. A lot
1: of people don't know Ruben, but he, he really got on the radar in California maybe like uh, five, seven years ago, you know, when he won a, a big event out there. It was mm-hmm. it was the event when um, Taiwan first came over, All, you know, yeah. uh, the, the co brothers. And I mean, it was just a stacked field. You had, you had Dennis playing, Alex playing, Carlo playing. And Ruben ends up uh, uh, snapping off an event, and that was my first time getting introduced to him. And but he actually had a really good year that you know that that particular like three month stretch.
0: Yeah, I, right. I met him in Denver. He came through Denver, and it was like a Tuesday night tournament. And I was like, oh, that guy plays all right. I should try to gamble with him. <laughs> and then by the end of the night, I was like, uh, no. Good I'm not move, gonna
2: buddy. <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure Kiko had a had a stake
1: in that.
0: Yeah, probably. Yeah, Kiko. You know what
1: that reminds me of, the Oscar, now that I just mentioned that? It reminds me of somebody who won a tournament this weekend, and it was out in Texas, and a gentleman by the name of Gerson. And I'm I'm curious what – a lot of people don't know Gerson, but what experience have you had with him? Uh, What can you tell us about the kid? Oh, Gerson
2: plays all games real well. He's one of those – it's funny, the South American players, the Mexican players, they all have a certain style and it's not flashy it's really simple great safes great defense good speed the break is usually the weakest part for all the south american players except gerson's one of the few exceptions uh he breaks the balls pretty well and combined with that you know that great nitty-gritty defense and uh, tough shot making he's liable to play good i mean i I've seen him uh, play some really good players for some cheddar, and you know he he's come out on top. Even though I bet the other way, I'm like this guy can't get there. He doesn't look like a player, but he gets there.
0: He doesn't look like look at the picture. I'm like if I no, see that guy in a pool room, I'm gonna play that guy. I don't know. Right,
2: I was like heads, right? <laughs>
0: yeah. You ain't, you ain't the only you ain't the only
1: one to lose money betting against him. You ain't the only one. Yeah, that's yeah. How, that that was actually how I got introduced to him. Uh, back in Vegas World Championships a couple years back, and he's playing Shane. He plays Dodong, wins outright, and I'm laying two. Play Shane, wins outright, <laughs> I'm laying two. <laughs> then, he, then he plays filler next round, and he's up something like five to two. Um, yeah, I got introduced real real quick to how well and Oscar's right. He's got a he's got a big big break, but he's kind of got like a weird style of play. And, I, and what I mean by weird, it's kind of like fundamentally he, he swings his cue sometimes and he's, he can be a little a little snatchy with it. It's a little unorthodox, and um, but it's great to see him finally get up. I, I, I would consider it as close to a major as you can domestically, you know? Yeah, for sure. Maybe in, that, maybe in that second tier, you know? I know a lot yeah. of guys were out there in the UK, a lot of the big boys. Um, but, I mean, it was a hell of a win with, with – world-class players, Moore, Paggy Lyon, uh, uh, Levan, Carlo, you know, you would have thought that – and Levan and Carlo were the two picks of the litters, you know, so you would have thought they would be pretty good. But, Oscar, how, how big of a difference is it racking 10 ball with the triangle like they were doing out in Texas versus with the template?
2: Oh, night and day. Night and day. The wood rack caters towards the, the good safety players, the grinders. Like – uh it's I can't even imagine like obviously Fedor and Alex we'll go to that example. Yep. Alex was torturing Fedor three sets, three sessions in a row with the wood rack. And when I heard they went to the template rack, I'm like No chance.
1: No chance. Alex
2: yeah. has zero chance. Um and Garrison that ten ball tournament, you put it with the template rack. I mean he's top eight, you know. He's top four uh, compared to the Carlo Beato, which is boop, boop, sayonara. Yeah. Um, you know, when you start touching the one and you start, you know, manipulating the rack and they start fingering the rack.
1: That's one thing that they really didn't that, – that they make it a point you can't do it at, the, at the open, you know, and they don't yeah. quite say it like that. But in so many words, you're not allowed to go and, and mess with the one ball using a triangle – um at all once the balls are there like you can rub the back and you can work the rack and you saw a lot of guys try to get the balls as as best as you can but they're not going and and gapping you know that second row of balls like we see a lot of the guys do with the triangle rack and you're right because it really does make for um like the the post the post break uh layouts are completely different with the triangle rack like everything is much more predictable when you have the the template
2: yeah then also um you know, when you have – when you're so good at racking the balls, like a Carlo Beato or you know, Tyler, and there's a lot of guys who, who rack the balls really well. And it's almost better than a magic rack. Oh, oh, I think being, it's better than a magic
1: rack. Being pretty humble. huh? You mentioned just a lot of guys with the accept- – <laughs> and, and you're failing to mention, you know, yours truly. I, I – I, I, <laughs>
2: I mean, it's it's a skill. I mean, it's crazy.
0: You make a point there, too, because, you know, there's there's a way to take a lot of the randomness out of it, right? If right. you're if you're actually using your hands to rack the balls, you know, obviously with a magic rack, you're getting some consistency. But I've seen guys, I went to Manny Chow's house outside of uh, Houston a couple of years ago, and we played some 10-ball on his table, and every single break, he had the same shot on the one ball afterwards you know, every single break. I mean, it was like he had it dialed in. Now it's his own table and he's racking them, you know, but I mean, perfect breaks. The one ball's creeping right up towards that corner pocket. I'm like, I'm never going to beat this guy, you know, cause his break was just so good. And his rack, you know, it really came down to his rack, you know, just being perfect. So, well, um, so Oscar, um, the skinny bobs, uh, well, first of all, Molina, why weren't you there? You're our correspondent on the scene at the I Texas know. Open. Oh, if
1: I had a dollar for every for every yeah yeah Nick Nick's in the chat. Nick was blowing me up. When are you gonna get here? When I was like maybe I'll be there this weekend. This weekend came <laughs> around. If the Calcutta's about to start, where are you? I got so many messages <laughs> about not being there. It's my first time in like. hey, tell
0: NFL. Oscar the story from the last Calcutta at the Texas Open with Nick.
1: Oh Nick's told that story a million times but me I and love him that are, going, story. are going halves on players right and I go take a leak and I told Nick I forgot who the player was but I said just go and handle it right and I come back from the restroom and I hear you know Ray Hansen and his whole spiel right you know I'm about to, I'm about to sell him and I'm in the price and I'm looking over at Nick like what the hell is this guy doing and Ray's like going once going twice and me you know having the excellent auction experience that I have right. <laughs> I like to send messages when I'm, when I'm bidding on players. Right. So I'm not going to go and bid the minimum, you know, I'm going to fire a couple hundred or a hundred. Or I'm not just going to go up 50 or $20. Right. Like some of these other nitty MFers. Right. So I, I fire another hundred at it. Right. And I, and I'm looking around the room, like who had them. Right. That's a, that was my move. And Nick looks up at me. What the hell are you doing? It was Nick. Who, it was
0: Nick who had them. And Nick's my partner. So I, so, <laughs> So oh, Nick says that, you man. had him for 350, and then you fired 450. Man,
1: I was sending a message, son. What nobody gonna go and get it? we were that, That's how crazy we were gonna be out there. They didn't know what we were gonna oh, do. We man. put we put the whole room on notice. Uh, you know, you didn't know what the hell was was gonna go and happen out there. So uh, that's, and that's funny. how me and Nick ended up being. That uh, might have been our last time being partners on Calcutta. But we ended up winning a uh, pretty decent change. So it was all right.
0: So there was a question in there earlier, Oscar. Um, you know, since you mentioned Derby earlier, you weren't able to make it out to Derby. Someone was asking um you know your your i guess ambitions for Moscone this year Is that something that you're gonna shoot for it's no
2: yeah, no desire. I no. mean, I'm not gonna jump through hoops for someone else. That's it. I'm done with that stuff. I got two businesses I gotta focus on two kids um I'm cool. I'm gonna spend forty thousand to win twenty. No, no thanks. Um, Now, if I happen to do good in a tournament that I play in and I get the call, well, of course, I'm going to go practice and do everything i got to do. I love pool. I'm never going to turn it off. End of story. I'm never going to completely quit. But for me to do these hoops and, I mean, I've been, everyone's like, I remember I had uh, someone come up to me and tell me, hey, you're playing pretty good. You know, I didn't know you were playing that good still. I'm like where the fu- where the fuck have you been for the past fifteen years? <laughs> I mean, I've been I've been the top three four it. Americans for the past fifteen years. I can w- do what's stuff. So surprising! <laughs> I'm like you guys are. I'm like I it- have got no respect for the past twenty years, fifteen years, eh, whatever. You're like the they Rodney Dangerfield at pool. Yeah, respect. I mean they can keep their mustache up. To be honest with you, I mean it's whatever.
1: Oscar knows me, and I've had countless conversations on this topic, and. You know as I'm a fan of Oscars and I've and you know I, I almost I grew up watching Oscar because me and him are about the same age but you know being you know uh being Mexican and and Oscar was kind of like the one the one bright light that our people had you know so um I watched a lot of him over the years and his Moscone cup uh matches and you know when I think when he had when he had a chance this past year to go and make it I was pushing and rooting and campaigning as best that I could to go and get them on. But at the same time, listen, we all grow up and I get it. It's got to go and make sense from a bottom line kind of standpoint. And um, you've done enough chasing and running around and, and paying your dues, so to speak. So, you know, do your thing. And, um, but so yeah. people know whenever you get out there and, and, and play. And you'll be playing in Vegas, though, no? You'll be playing the World Championships. Yeah, yeah. i be playing the World, playing the World, Champions World
2: Championships. Championships, and I'm on the wait list for the, the Expo the, or the Las Vegas Open. Um, I mean, I still don't see any Americans coming and knocking on my door besides Shane and, and Bergman. They're the only ones who asked me to play. There's still an offer out there. I'm still playing people for five or ten if they want to Solda, play. that
0: you just put something out a couple of weeks ago about that. Yeah. Just, I mean, yeah. It's
2: been like that for years. and Never had anybody take me up on it.
0: Yeah. So,
2: hey, I mean, uh, Mark,
0: Mark White's in the chat here, and and he wants me to ask you about uh, the recent announcement of supporting, I guess it's Savannah Easton. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, Savannah,
2: Sophia, three,
1: three
2: junior. and uh, Adrian Prasad.
0: Yeah, so, um, like, what was with that decision? Why are you stepping out and uh, sponsoring Um, the union?
2: Well, here's the thing. Oh, man. I'm going to get in trouble. (laughs) Uh, I'll shut up. Uh, The thing is, like, these kids, they're going from event to event to event to event. And, you know, I know my parents were. They took me to Junior Nationals when I was a kid, and I just... I saw how hard it was for them financially. So, uh, you know, with the billiard supply I figure, you know, why not help out a little bit? You know, it's not much, but I promise you it's more than any, a lot of companies are doing for, for people that make a significant more amount than I do, you know? And, yeah. uh, but Desiree and I we're, were just like, we had the juniors come over for that 10,000 added event that we had in our pool room yeah. in scholarships. It wasn't cash, <laughs> uh, but it was. Uh, we saw so many kids, and even though we lost our absolute tail off on that on that tournament, I mean, we only had what thirty four players des, something like that. Thirty six players for ten thousand added. It's and I I went into it knowing that the kids aren't going to be drinking at the bar. Obviously, they're not gonna they're not gonna make up my money at my added money. So we knew it was going to be a dud. But we had more fun running that event than any event we've ever had. I mean, you just saw these kids who just love pool. I mean, they were like, you know, midnight, you know, it's last call. We're closing in 30 minutes and they're playing until the last second, you know? and
0: uh, I love hearing that. Yeah, I mean, you
2: see that and how can you not want that? How can you not cherish that and support that? It's it's a no-brainer for us. And, uh, you know, they're the future.
0: Yeah. My, my kids, Oscar, my kids play soccer and uh, they have this mm-hmm. new indoor facility and my six-year-old will stay there all night if I let him. It's it's yeah. like the typical gym rat, you know, it's just something he loves, loves playing soccer. And, you know, I just picture that when you said this about these, these juniors being in the pool room, like they just having a great time, wanted to stay all night, you know. Yeah. Um, you weren't going to make a lot of money selling mozzarella sticks, but... You know, it no, was totally no, important. it was a, yeah,
2: it was total dud. And you know, like I just saw Savannah and uh, her parents out in Vegas. And uh, Savannah was playing. And uh, she said, Dad, just, just we're playing a race of three. All right, she was playing a race of three. And that race of three ends, oh, just one more game, just one more game, one more game. <laughs> Two hours later, Larry's like, all right, we got to go. I'm exhausted. Like, that's it. This is the last game.
0: That's and awesome. it's like
2: you saw that fire, and I mean, it's, it's, I don't know, it motivates you to keep going and, and keep working harder when you see it reminds you why you're the you future do it of the, the first place. Right, right. It's, it's fun. And,
1: uh, and this isn't something that the man's saying for being on our little podcast because right after the event, I was talking with Oscar and he said, he said the exact same thing to me because I said, How did the event go? He's like, man, well, kind of lost our ass, but man, I really enjoyed it, and it was a lot of fun and all this, right? And I and and I asked him. I said, so that's so that's it, right? You know, no more, no more juniors, right? Because you lost a lot of, you know, you lost money on the deal. And without even missing a beat, he comes back and says, oh no, 100%, we're doing it again next year. And every year yeah. they are able to do it, we're gonna do it again. Did not miss one beat when he snapped back at me and said, oh no, we're going forward with it. Do so
0: you have dates yet, Oscar, for this year?
2: No, I don't. Just because um, I've been investing so much into the Golden State, you know, and I'm putting so much energy into it right now. Um, you know, we have a new storefront, so um, I am going to get some dates together. Uh, Desiree and I are um, working on the Junior Nationals right now with the PCA.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, we're going to help run the tournament.
1: Sweet, so, nice.
2: um were involved there, and uh, yeah, I'm definitely we're definitely going to do it. We're going to keep going, um, talking hey, to Mel- a couple of sponsors to
1: help us out.
0: Melina, why don't we go out there for it? You and I go out there and hang out for the weekend. Twist my arm, lock it up. Twist, twist my arm. We're coming, oh, Oscar. Yeah, yeah we can Mexico. do some commentary Mexican for food. you. Yeah. We can, you know, hang out with the kids and have a good time. So just let us know. It's a things. lot of
2: fun. Yep, you, you guys would love it.
0: That'd be cool. That'd be cool. Well, hey, um, guys, thanks for tuning in. We're talking with Oscar Dominguez. We're talking all things pool, congratulating him on his big win at the Swanee, Second time he's taken that down. I think he's got like three second place finishes out there. Uh, but Oscar, I'd like to get your take on, I don't know if you have much time to watch it, but Premier League pool. Uh, Albin Ocean wins Premier League pool. Uh, Defends his title from last year, which last year I think it was called Champions League Pool. Is he in the conversation for one of the very best in the world right now?
2: I'd say so. Um, I mean, he's just solid in everything he does. Um, I truthfully think the only thing that holds him back from like going to like. The super, super top is his mental game. I think he gets really frustrated when things don't go his way. Um, I mean, most players are like that. Very, very, very select few players face adversity incredibly well. Um, Alvin can be a little temperamental. and he starts slapping his cue around and stuff like that. But when he's on, he's, he's sick. He's a sick puppy. Um, if he's not everyone's top five and you're smoking something.
0: what's your take, Melina? You watched a lot of it, I know.
1: I mean the dude basically defended defended his title against an even tougher field than what it was last year. And it's and it's very condensed, right? So you don't have you don't you don't have the um what's the word? Like the cupcakes to go and warm up with. Like let's say Oscar might have like in the beginning of a tournament, right? To kind of get your engines rev, revved up and, you know, yeah. work through the, the ups and downs or the ebbs and flows of it and the misses. It's like you're doing it and there's the world champion in Kachi. You're doing it and there's Yap or there's Filler or there's Jason or Shane. Those are the guys you're having to go and try to catch a gear with and who you're basically playing a long race with to have seating. Um, yeah, I, I just – That consistency has been unreal. His success last year was unreal to go on and basically go wire to wire. I know we had a little bit of of trouble in the middle of the event, but for all intents and purposes, I mean, he started as the best player. I think Filler kind of maybe ended up as the better player towards the end. Um, But Alvin's just a finisher, man. And certain guys, like when it comes to tournaments or whatever, when they see the finish line, they just – they do it, man. Like you don't see them go and make excuses – and and going on Oscar's point about you know being kind of temperamental, the funniest thing was a few years ago when I went to the world champ, yeah, when I went to the world championships, I always thought his album, like when I saw him on TV as like very stoic and boring and never really showed any emotion. It wasn't until I saw him on the side table that you really got a glimpse of who he really is, as far as like showing his emotions, because he missed something, and I never seen him go and do that, stomping his cue and and cussing it out. And I'm like, oh. I didn't see that on, on Astro. yeah, yeah. Um, But I'm, I'm curious, Oscar, because there was a point brought up earlier. Like, what credit, if any, do you give the physical, like, Albin's known to be athletic. They train, they run, they do all these things, right? They be more of, of athletic and, and athletes. How much is that important to go and have? Or what factor, if any, is it to go and have stamina after, let's say, like a day – five of these long events and you're playing so you know hour after hour day after day do you think that that favors it
2: oh definitely it has to play a role i mean i feel like your recovery time and your concentration your mental focus is going to stay sharper if your physical endurance is up there um you know when you're in physically good shape you're going to sleep better you're probably going to eat better um and you're probably going to be active um you know, if you have a cheeseburger and sit your ass back down and have a couple of donuts, you know, it's tough. Um, you know. But these guys take the sport very seriously and the results show. I mean, there's it's it's hard to argue against it.
0: Yeah, I, I sent our, our good friend uh Mike uh Mike Pinozzo a little message today because as i opened my mailbox and pulled out my billi- billiard's digest uh right on the cover Alban ocean i was like man did you time that right <laughs> you know it just kind of worked out that way you know that that you know from all his success from last year just the timing of when that article came out and that that cover came out that he had just won the premier league pool um but my impression just from you know watching what i could at the event uh throughout there were a couple storylines i think the first was just the grind right that event is just a grind right you're up there on one of two tables you're playing against the best players out there and you're playing every single day multiple matches i mean for albin's got to be one of the best players at that type of format there is um he's done it two years in a row and it's just incredibly impressive to me. He had every reason to dog that off, uh, lose to, to a number of players along the way, but he just hung in there. you know. And we saw last year during the event, that was the time where we really saw his emotions come out. Right? I remember there what you saw at the World Championships, Mike, a lot of people saw for the first time last year in Champions League pool. Yeah. And this year... Um, you know, I think he did a better job of keeping his emotions in check. But, you know, you're a human being and we've all played the game. And when you're out there and you're playing the game and things go wrong, it's the hardest thing in the world to keep your emotions in check, you know, and 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 I get hot.
1: Like, I mean, and I I play I play terrible. So I don't have much of when it comes to expectation. Right. But I get I mean, you know, it's like I still want to go and have like when I think I'm supposed to do something and I don't do it. I get super (coughs) tempted, you know. So I can only imagine when you when you guys are playing like elite, elite, elite level pool and you know it's like every move is going to be scrutinized and every shot is super magnified because it's short races or even if it's, you know, race to seven alternate break like in the, in the event you had this weekend, like you really have to go and protect serve and you kind of have to play flawlessly. And especially when you have expectations because, it, I mean – even though like an Oscars event, right? He was probably the favorite going into it. It's like knowing that you're supposed to do something. It just makes it that much tougher to like right. get there.
0: Yeah, if he would have come out in the first couple matches, struggled a little bit, then the pressures even increased on him, and he'd have to manage that frustration. I mean, you said it yourself, Oscar, for the last decade, you've been in the top five really in this country, and you know, talk to us a little bit about managing those emotions uh, when things start going wrong for you. What what tactics do you employ there?
2: Yeah. Quite a few tactics. Um, a lot of times, uh, anxiety is the son of a gun. I mean, pressure will burst pipes. And I remember early in my career, I really had a tough time. Uh, and uh, I just, I I practiced unbelievable. There's nobody in the world who's going to beat me in practice. But come tournament time, I would find a way to dog it off. I'd just, just completely melt down. And uh, I think... Uh, the biggest thing that I, I I started doing was sports psychology and uh, really just, you know, there was a study by uh, the Soviet Union in uh, one of the books I was reading where they had uh, three groups of similarly skilled athletes in track and field. First uh, set of athletes did nothing but physical training and no mental training. And group B did half and half. And group C actually did zero physical training and exclusively mental training. Okay. The group that did the strongest out of all three groups with the most improvements was the mental group. Hmm. So what does that tell you at the elite level? Most of it's mental. So when you yeah, realize so. that and you say, hey, the difference between Albin Ocean and a player like myself really isn't that much on the pool table. It's more about how they, the decisions they make in critical moments. Um, they win that one game that I would dog it off, or they win that one game that, like an Amar Kang or a seven fifteen, seven twenty Fargo would make. They don't make those mistakes. They they punish you and they multiply on it. Yeah. I kind of think that probably the best thing I did to maintain that is I stopped caring about results. I stopped caring about results. My results got better, so I didn't care if I won or lost. I let go of all ego. I let go of all expectations to win. I completely disassociated myself from the results. And
0: you when I did that,
2: free. I right, I just I felt so free. I'm just going into the tournament completely relaxed. I'm playing a ten thousand dollars set. It's like I'm sitting at home on myself.
1: That's hard to do though, man, because you're human. Your, palm, your palms get sweaty. Your heart starts racing, mm-hmm. you know. You 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 tight. The the chicken wing can kind of oh. tighten up on you a little bit when <laughs> when it gets when it gets crunch time or it gets you know seven to seven and you're on you know you're on the eight ball going to nine, you know it, it's tough.
2: But when you hit that zone, there's no better feeling. Like in terms of sheer calm and concentration, where you're just like going through the motions and it just feels nice. It's hard to be beat it's hard. It's really hard to lose when you're doing that and you're able to come back in certain situations when you're not. So if you guys ever want to really work on your mental game, the mental edge is a great one by Dr. Kenneth Baum. Um, Inner game of tennis, um, finding the sports zone. There's a lot of books out there. I highly recommend you guys take a look at it for you aspiring pool players. Um,
1: Yo, better mental
0: mental game. Game. You better know, hope I don't find that. I'll tell you what, <laughs> we need a. we need a clip. <laughs> Mike, we need to clip that little segment out and we need to share the hell out of that because that was gold, Oscar. Thank you for that. I mean, that could help so many people. You know how many people spend hours and hours in the pool room every week, you know, and they're like, why am I not getting better? Why am I not getting better? Yeah, because they still have those same demons up here and they don't know how to to use their mind appropriately in a match. Um, So, yeah, that's that's huge. I love it. Yeah, I love it yeah like you said there's a lot of books out there and it's I don't think there's one book that's the right book but it's just taking that approach and saying you know what I'm gonna work on my mental game I'm gonna learn a little more about this and how to manage my emotions so back to the uh, Premier League the other thing that I think was a huge story was Sky Woodward I mean he got on a roll he was like a locomotive he was winning everything made it to the final what six Mike I think he made it to the yeah, final Yeah, he
1: got to the final six and I think just came up short on the end. And <laughs> he, I think he just ended up in a hole where he just couldn't get out of um, numbers-wise. And so at the end, he, he didn't really have much of a chance. But he's one of the few guys that you can just see it where like certain players just kind of get intimidated by other players. You know, like certain guys just have the it factor like a, a Jason or a Shane or... Uh, a Josh, you know, or Albin for that matter. When, like, when the moment's there, they just take it, you know, they, they just, they thrive on it. And sky is one of those guys where he don't look like he gives two shits about it. You know, he just going out there and he just playing nine ball and the pressure doesn't seem to kind of bother him. Uh, it seems like as the pressure gets bigger uh, he performs better. If that may, if, if that makes any kind of sense. Um, it's, it's pretty remarkable. And he had some inspiring pool. Like I know at the end of it, when he was pretty much out, he had a match with, with Josh and Josh, uh, got a bit of a role late and, and, and I don't, again, didn't have any, any meaning, but sky goes for the jump shot and he, he just drills it. And it wasn't a hanger by any means. Like he had to jump and back cut the ball. And it was, and, and not only that, but I would have been on tilt just getting the role that Josh did being on the wrong side of it. Right. Um, and he just processes that so well.
0: Um, never looks yeah. faced. You know, he'll come to the table off a bad roll. Never looks faced.
1: If, if he's down six to one or he's up six to one, he seems to have the same demeanor, like just yeah. carefree.
0: Yeah, I
2: agree. Sky is yeah. uh, one of the one of the unique. Uh, he's one of the unique styles of play that he can. Because he he's never really out of it. You know, he can shoot his way out of trouble so easily. So he's always a threat because he shoots so straight. Um, and he breaks great, he does everything very well. Um, I was really happy to see him uh, uh, do well out there.
0: Yeah, I think, you know, if you look at kind of his situation now, having a child and probably not getting to play as much as he used to get to play, this is kind of the perfect event for him, right? There was a ton of time, and you probably see it yourself, Oscar, if you're in an event where, you know, you might not play your best the first or second match because you're not hitting balls as much as you used to, but if you can Mm -hmm. get down in the fourth, fifth, sixth match, and now you're starting to catch a gear, it's almost like, you you know, you've got your practice back in and you're ready to roll, Right. Right.
2: I mean, yeah. you saw my. Uh, I mean, you were watching Mike when I was. Uh, I've been thinking about it for the work. last
1: for the last eight minutes. I've been thinking about the match with Filler, because it got. I mean, that just puts me on tilt, man, at thinking about it. Oscar was up something like, I forgot what it eight was. to like five. five. Yeah, no, but it. You were up bigger, like earlier on, like you had like a four game lead. Oh, I think like, like four five to zero. One or something. Yeah, five yeah, one. Like something big, and then it was just and and Desiree's texting me right. How's he doing? How's this? And then. I, and, and I'm just I'm sweating it. I'm here in my office, and there's a few times like I love watching sports. Love watching all sports. I don't care what it is. But there's a few things I like. I'm really a fan of, and I was really, really rooting for my man to come through. He missed. He missed an eight ball. Oh my god! I about threw my damn computer <laughs> across the room. You know he get he gets out. He he he. I mean, it was just—it was like two or three spots, and Josh is one of those guys where it's like you cannot go and give him anything because he's a killer. And I mean, no pun intended, but he'll go and he'll he'll capitalize and he'll punish you and he'll make your ass sit down in that chair for a long period of time and he'll make you remember the mistake you made because it's not just one. And it, you know, winter break he's gonna go and hit you with threes, you know. Um, yeah, God, I, I just—can you tell I'm emotional about it? Yeah, I mean, it was sick because you know
2: what the sickest part is. When they did the draw, and we texted in our group, Mike, they did the draw, and I said, I run so bad in draws, it's the sickest thing in the world.
1: I swear to God he said that. (laughs) I swear. And I
2: already know what's happening. I already know what's going to happen. I know everyone's going to be watching the Moscone Cup, Moscone Cup. I know this is like a $30,000 nine-ball match. I know it is. (laughs) I'm like, I'm going to, and I told myself, I'm going to beat this MF. -er." I've beaten him before for the game. I've gambled with him before. I've beaten him before when he was like 17. But nobody needs to know that. <laughs> 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 but I did beat him gambling. And, you know, I have a deep, I think I've played him twice in tournaments. I beat him, or I think we're one in one. But, anyways, I knew how important it was. And when I lost to him, I was so like, damn, I blew it. I knew I blew it. But he told me something that uh, I was like pretty cool with it after. He says, if they don't pick you for Moscone, they're not very smart.
1: Oscar told me that right yeah. after the match was over with, and I didn't that's want I, I, and I, I've never, I've never said that publicly ever, ever. Yeah. When it went, when I, when Oscar told me that, and he says, "I remember it's a
2: joke if they don't pick you." And for the best player in the world to tell me that, I was like, "I'm cool, I'm cool. I think I'm alright." It's
1: respect, man. It's respect, yeah. and that's well. He knows, I, yeah, yeah.
2: He knows. He got lucky to
0: win. Well, yeah, for maybe. sure. Now, but, if we
2: play ten times, he's probably going to beat me seven or eight, right? But meanwhile, Jeremy's at home.
0: Meanwhile, Jeremy's at home saying, did Josh just call me stupid?
1: What happened? I I remember like I didn't say (laughs) I remember I remember watching the match and I just couldn't believe it. You know, when Oscar gets on the roll, because I knew how important it was. I knew. And I never. And the last thing I wanted to go and do was put more pressure on my man. Right. But like I'm talking about, you know, in in private, I I was saying like it's you know, he's basically playing for for 15,000. When you think about it, because I, I, I in my heart of hearts, I truly believe that if he wins that match, he's on the team, you know, yeah. and Oscar and Oscar did say before the tournament, I'll bet on myself the first round and just let you boys know I draw the worst out of anyone. And first name up, there's Joshua Filler. It's so gross, but he called it and you had chance. Let me ask you, though, Oscar, because when it comes to mistakes like that, do you put it <laughs> on lack of preparation? Do you put it on? Oh, Mental? lack of because you know sure. you know you can execute.
2: Yeah, that was lack of preparation. I, uh, you know how it is with the business and stuff. For sure, um, it's like I can try to make five dollars or make a hundred dollars. Okay, yeah, the five dollars is fun. The hundred dollars is guaranteed.
1: I get you. I and, I respect and
2: you know I got two kids and bills and twenty-one employees, so now like I got different different stresses in my life. And uh, it's like, what am I doing chasing pennies when I can be making dollars? So no, of course I'm not gonna practice. Do I play? Absolutely, I still play a little bit here and there whenever I can, 20 minutes. you know. I've had my cues inside my garage for the past three days, two days since I got back from Vegas, I haven't touched my cues since the tournament. And I probably won't start practicing until probably Thursday once all the, cause you know, I get crushed on weekends. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday prepares for the next weekend, and uh, that's that's crazy that
0: for you to be able to just kind of grab the cue, practice a few days, and go win a tournament the quality of the Swanee that's pretty crazy. But I I want to ask you when you heard Mike describing what he was experiencing watching you play filler, and knowing that there's probably five hundred or so fans, maybe more watching that match the same way, like pulling for you and, and, you know, watching every ball and every shot, does that ever cross your mind? You ever think about that type of support that you have behind the stream saying, come on, Oscar, don't dog it. I mean, I know i called dogging it, but
2: (laughs) you know, like I said, I've disassociated myself from results or what anyone thinks of me, I really stopped giving a damn. I mean, it still hurts. Christian Tom <laughs> 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 um, Chris. How do I can always depend on Chris to come out with some one liners? Anyways, um I I do think about it uh, that I'm you know taking a step back and I'm so grateful for uh for everybody who's who's a big fan of my dad and myself and stuff, but you know, I just uh you know, I want I'm trying to play still and be active, and, and you know, be relevant in the pool world in terms of as a player. Um, it's still important to me. It's still part of my identity. I think um, it's not such an important part anymore. You know, I feel like uh, being a dad and a good husband is more important. Um, but you know, it was uh, it was tough letting go for a while. You know, like that transition period from business owner to. Pool player, and like yeah. I should be going to this event, go to that event, gamble with this guy, and I'm like, wait a minute, I got the business to run, and help at home and kids and stuff. It was,
1: uh, you know, it was um, a,
2: it was a hard act, and I, I feel like I'm I'm doing better and in, in focusing on my priorities.
1: I'm friends with Oscar, right? So like, I got a lot of, and I'm a dad, Joey's a dad, and we all know, right, how important providing is and being a good partner and. Yeah. How things like that just can't be taken for granted, right? Um and I remember it was it was in Vegas and um and he's like, Do you think I should go to the international? And I said, Yes, my, my MF, go take your ass to the international. Yes, a hundred percent. And I think Oscar went to go do something and Desiree's there, and me and her are talking, and she's like, You think you should go to the international? And I said, Yes, you need to be at the international for sure, a hundred percent. But then that's me as like the fan. Right. And then we're friends. And then he tells me, no, you know, it just doesn't make sense right now. I got a lot going on back at home, the business. I got to go and keep an eye on it. And I'm like, you're right. And you should. And a thousand percent, that's where you need to be at. You know, that's where your focus should be at. And because that's important and that provides and that pays the bills and it's security and I get it. And, you know, we're behind you no matter what, buddy. And I was damn proud of you that set, and I still am now, but it still puts me on tilt because I can literally remember the eight ball. And I can remember the out of line position. I think it was like on a six to the seven ball when everything was laying out so beautifully. How do I but, end up
2: straight on that ball, though?
1: Oh, my God. It's so gross, dude. It's so sick. It was, it was so sick. <laughs> okay. So you're let me ask you take it. off. So let's say, because if you're not going to, I mean, even if you are competing, if you're not competing, USA got, I guess they got. Con- a moral victory last year but they were up against it and they've been up against it let's say the last two years right and i know even if we were to ask jeremy he says no you only go on and chalk it up one way wins and losses and that's it and team usa didn't perform as the europeans are getting stronger and that's what we're seeing we're seeing dominations from from fetter at the derby we're seeing jason and his queuing and all of his successes that he's had over the last let's say 60 days josh isn't isn't going anywhere and of course, Alvin's just picking up right where he started from last year. So as we see all these guys that aren't getting any older, it seems like they're just getting better uh, every day. Um, what do the Americans need to do to kind of shake things things up to maintain relevancy and competitiveness? Realistically, pray. Hit the record button, Joey. Pray. Get ready. <laughs> pray. I, mean, I, I
0: pray. <laughs>
2: I mean, (laughs) Johan, one word, Johan. I don't agree with a lot of things Johan did. I don't agree with uh, his approach on certain things. But he made players accountable for themselves. End of story. He had Skyler playing the greatest pull of his career. He had Billy playing at the top of his career. He helped turn Tyler from... A weak to medium shortstop into a strong player. Um, he helped me improve. I say ten to fifteen percent. Wow. Um, Shane never gave a damn about anybody. Shane's gonna. I'm gonna go practice. You know, he didn't care. And he uh, he implemented proper training for us. He created a structure, a program. He, he had a lot of good things for us. He turned it into a sport for us. And it was a different approach. Right now we're we're drawing dead. We go play a couple bar table tournaments, we grind out a couple sets, then what? That's it. So when you're constantly doing a specific sports program like the Europeans are doing, whether they have Johan or whether they have that Gunner guy, the German coach or the Austrian coach that that brings back, uh, you know, that goes with Jasmine and Alvin everywhere. They have coaches. They have programs. Numbers don't lie. Accountability. Accountability. I mean, it's it's a joke. I mean, we're over here playing tournaments spread across the country, which is playing one ball, one pocket tournaments because we're on the grind. You know, we're trying to make money, whatever we can. And these guys are just playing nine ball with the nine on the spot and just being machines about it. I mean, how can you compete against that? It's it's child's play. I mean, they come play us and they're like stealing. They're counting the money in their head. It's embarrassing. I'm embarrassed as an American to see them laugh at us. And it pisses okay, me so, off.
1: So what, so what needs to happen? you need to bring in some fresh we need faces? Either
2: we need fresh faces or we need... Shane needs to quit fishing so much. Um, we need... Uh, I don't know what's up with Billy. I don't even know if he's playing anymore. I, I haven't heard of him in, in a while. Sky needs to practice, which, you know, it's sketchy sometimes. But he, when he's practicing, he's one probably the second most dangerous American. Bergman? How do you not have Bergman on the team? It's sick to me. I mean, how do you have the guy who plays the best in America well, it, it after the like break? looks
1: like he's going to be traveling less than you are this year, is, is what it looks like.
2: I think Bergman's very uh, focused at home. He doesn't like going out of his comfort level. That's his only downfall. Um, Sometimes I'm going to slap him across the face and like get your butt out there. You know what I mean? But if he doesn't want to go, what are you going to do? Tyler, he's he's dedicated. He's the only American out there that's actually doing things right, in my opinion. Um, And Tyler doesn't have the same skill set as Bergman. He's not as talented, but he gets there with his work ethic. Right. And uh, I don't know. I just think uh, if in a couple of years Tyler's probably going to be one of the few Americans that's going to be uh, out there like at a higher level. Um, and after that, maybe Shane if he's hungry enough. And Sky. If he gotta change. Have...
0: Who's Who's next I mean, coming up? Like a Shane Wolfert type of player? Have you seen? He needs him a little bit more,
2: more? seasoning. Yeah, he needs a little more seasoning. He's going to get there, but he needs a little bit more time. Um, but the good thing about Shane is that he's got the gamble and the heart to go out and travel the events. He's going to learn fast. I give him another two years before he's really, really, really dangerous. Um, I mean, who else is on the team right now? Uh, Chris. Reinhold, Chris. Yeah. Um, again, more seasoning. He needs to get out of his comfort level. He's too complacent, I think. And uh, I've, I actually sat a heart-to-heart with him. I said, what are you doing here? Get the hell out of here. Go to the Philippines for two weeks. Go to China for three weeks. I'll set you up with all my friends out there. You'll get taken care of. You'll gamble $50 or $100 a set so your arms fall off. You'll come back 10% better. I mean, I'm trying to help these guys because they're not my competition anymore. I don't need to. I'm not worried about... Not sharing my secrets or my techniques or whatever. I don't know. It's frustrating. I, uh, I don't know. It gets it's it frustrating watching us get our asses kicked year in year out, and I'm sitting at home, you know, on my phone or you know, watching Coca Melon on the big screen and watching. <laughs> the, I'm like, God, come on, dude, like, let's yeah. go. But hey, whatever. Nate-
0: Leone just hit the chat that he'll take some help, bro. <laughs> Send him to China. <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> Nick's one of absolutely. those guys who's on, who's got the desire. You know, yeah. I, he was I mean, he was, it's, blow, it's, he was blowing available. me up blowing me up the last like two weeks. Mike, I want to get in the world championships. How can I get in the world championships? I said, Nick, don't worry about it. So Don't worry about it. Just, just, you know, do your thing. <coughs> I need to plan out. I need to plan this out, plan that out. Am I going to go to Vegas for their US Open? Am I going to go to the world championship during that time? I said Nick I'll, I'll find out and I finally you know pulled a little bit of strings and found out and there's certain there's everything's allocated. So certain amount of wild cards, certain amount for federations and all that fun stuff and told him no but he was like it's not about this or that it's like I just want to go I just want to go compete I just want to go play I just want to get better you know if I lose I lose but I'm going to go and give it my all and he's giving it an honest effort and there's guys like a Wolford there's a few other guys that I think are on the radar that are on the cusp but something's got to go and change. There's got to be a shakeup because you can't just drag out the same five guys and expect to go and have different results D- than what we've had. No, no
2: chance against five you machines. Know? I mean, it's sick. And they got like
1: four reserves that are machines too. They
2: could, they
1: could make they could make four teams. That should be realistic. Oh, be absolutely. Oh, yeah. And their favorites. You know? Yeah, with yeah. four. Of them. But I think I I think like it's gonna be crunch time in the next couple of years because I think there's already rumblings of a potential Reyes Cup and bringing in an Asian team to go and compete with them. And if the Americans don't start not just shaking things up, but going and make strides to make it more competitive, then I think things are going to go and change. And I don't know that firsthand or heard anything directly. I'm just saying what my gut tells me.
0: I don't know, Mike. There's so much more than just the teams, right? There's the fans. I, You know, I, I can't see, like, a Philippines team versus a Europe team having, like... You don't think those Filipinos fans. would show up to go and cheer <laughs> on Not their... But, their, but, but different, country. different. Like, there's this, you know... Maybe it's a colonization thing. The U.S. and, and you know, yeah. Europe, It's uh, when it's in England, there's just... Uh, you know, I don't see it happening, but I don't know. I mean,
2: I think in some... Um sick way the Europeans just love torturing us. and <laughs> They just love making the Americans look bad. I mean, you got to go back to
1: a million percent, you know, you
2: know, the, you know, the history of the U.S. and the U.K. The Boston you know,
0: Tea Party. And, <laughs> and Boston Tea Party. Exactly. How we want our independence. They you know, just
2: want to <laughs> stick it to the Americans. And I think they're they're enjoying kicking our asses right now.
1: Yeah,
0: I agree. You know, well, it's you not know it that race to five the Oscar with great with
1: decent players. I mean, like, yes, they're stealing. Yes, they're the dead favorites. But a couple of little goofy things going happen and some rolls one way and dry breaks the other way. You know, and if you think you're stealing and you're going in there just already counting the thirty thousand, you know, things can go things can go and get a little squirrely quick.
2: Yeah, but the thing is it gets squirrely quick if the Americans come prepared and can execute on the opportunities. If we're gonna shit ourselves and dog it right back, what good are those opportunities? Yeah. I'll get tons of rolls. I mean I play APA John and he slaps at the one one, he holds four rolls and hooks me. Yeah, well, <laughs> he might get lucky and get ball in hand, but he ain't gonna run out. You know, you do that. Over the course of history, we're we're dogging it. And I think we should be playing on five and a half inch pockets, big pockets, bar table. Let's turn this into a bar table. That's the <laughs> best chance. That's Valley. the best chance the Americans have. Valley bar uh, table.
0: That'd be hilarious. Uh,
2: absolutely <laughs> nap cloth with the oversized cue ball. Let's just bring it. The back. bowling ball. <laughs> the bowling
0: ball. <laughs> hey, Fed, Fedor's in here. He wouldn't even be able to play on that table. He wouldn't know what to do with himself on the five and a half inch. Oh, that'd be
2: great. <laughs> I mean really we we need big pockets the tighter the pockets the tougher the conditions Mm. the cream is gonna rise to the top even more so so if they want to make it competitive on the Moscone Cup with the talent we have right now with what we're doing as an American myself included I'm not excluding myself I'm not putting in the work because even when I did I never got selected working or kicked, it's embarrassing it pisses me okay, so off because we're not let's even fighting.
1: Say, let's say at some point down the road in the next couple of years, they're bringing in an Asian team, mm-hmm. Filipinos, Chinese players, Taiwanese players, whatever it is. How much How much more even is it, do you think? A lot more. I would
2: bet on the Asian players. I would too. I would too. Uh, the Asian players have a a work ethic that's not normal um, because there. are I'll give you a quick story. I was in China and I'm gambling there. And you know, I was there for 30 days and I gambled for 29 days, Six story. <laughs> True story. I play from 4 p.m. Usually is when the action started, 4 p.m. to 2 a.m. every day. That was my gambling sessions. And there was this one guy that would show up when the doors open at noon and he'd leave at 2 a.m. Every single day. Every single day I was there, he was there practicing from the moment they opened to the moment they closed. Never stopped. He would eat rice and the noodles and the soup, like, and then he'd sit and go practice. Those are not, those guys are machines. Um, It's hard to compete against that. When these people dedicate their entire lives to the sport.
0: Who was that guy? Was he just a regular guy or a um, player? Or?
2: You want to bet, Fedor?
0: Yeah, Fedor's um, saying Fedder already throwing the heat out there.
1: I'm I'm taking a picture. <laughs> I'm taking a picture of the chat right now. Europe will rob will rob the Asians. It's it's going a we'll, we'll
0: have a copy of this. You don't need a
1: picture. <laughs> oh
2: man. No, but I mean I would love to see like Chang Jinlin, Wu Cha Ching. Carlo
1: Biato,
2: uh, Dennis, if he's allowed to play, well, let's, let's just keep Carlo Beato because he's matchroom happy. Um, throw in Naoki Oi for entertainment purposes. Oh, why not? A co brother in there, co? at least,
1: well, at least one, a and a co brother. Yeah, at least a co brother.
0: Dude, that's a sick team. But then, if you start looking at Europe and lining those guys up, it's pretty sick. But there, hold on be man, a minute.
1: They've never. They've been looking at the American players, thinking that they're stealing for the last like ten years, you know. So people play differently when they're front runners, or when they're ahead, or when they think they already got that that edge mentally, you know. When
0: they Dude, got man, this Wu
1: sitting on the other side and Chang Jun Lin on the other side,
0: I hear you. But this I would be see. like this would be like Tyson Holyfield. This would be the matchup we've all been waiting for, right? Um, yeah. It would be a slugfest.
1: You know, I, I, mean, I mean I hear you're, what you're saying,
0: Mike, but if Europe wins a 3 eleven three, think about it. it I'm done. It, you know, <laughs> out of those two teams, right? If you make the best Europe team and the best Asia team, like somebody's gonna have a bad event. And nobody's gonna want to, right? So who's yeah. gonna have the bad event? And like somebody loses a, you know, somebody loses a couple matches and then it's like the momentum gets going and they're like, Oh my god, I'm gonna be the dog of <laughs> the tournament. You know, and these <laughs> guys are the best in the world who never used to be a dog. <laughs> Oh man, that's crazy. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah I, I don't think Fedor is uh, feeling the uh, the Asian love here. I think he thinks that. Uh, Fedor, no
2: dude, Fedor's my bro, and he's coming to visit me in March. Oh man. Any Asian can play me 10 ball. <laughs> All right.
1: <laughs> he, he, he may have to because he's running out of action. You know, he may. Mine it up. He may, yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: There's not many people that are going to want to be feeling, playing. I'll, I'll not another better. day. He's coming <laughs> to your place, Oscar. What are you guys doing? Any exhibitions?
2: Oh, we're just going to hang out. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Take him to some sushi and some good food. and He gets treated pretty well out here. So will you guys when you guys come visit.
0: Awesome. Well, I can't wait. Well, guys, we've been an hour and eight minutes, and this has been awesome. Oscar, they, Like, I don't think many people know how these things come together. But I think we messaged you like 10 minutes before we came on. and <laughs> So thank you Joe's so much. Idea.
1: Joey said, what, are, who, what <laughs> guests are we going to go and have on? And I said, no one. It's going to be us, I guess. He's like, why don't you see if Oscar's free? It's only like nine something over there. And I was like, I am not know. to yeah. was like, I at nine o'clock at night. and Give him like five minutes notice. What are you talking about? And, I said uh, he just won a big event. He
0: won the Swanee. And Mike's like, that's nothing. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> I said he was stealing. That's what I said. He was stealing. <laughs>
0: that's funny. Yeah. But thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, Oscar, thanks again for coming on. I, there were some great nuggets in there. I hope people go back and listen to this thing. What, sure. uh, guys, I just want to remind you, we're going to put this out in audio version also. Uh, Molina started a audio podcast and you can catch each of these shows in audio only. So if you're driving, let's say you pop in and you check out five minutes of the Facebook feed and then you're like, Oh, I got a long drive tomorrow. You can go to Apple podcasts, Google podcasts, Spotify. Yep. It's available on any of those platforms. So right after this one, probably in the morning, I'll upload this one. Uh, but there's 17 other episodes that you can check out on there. So uh, make sure you check that out. Also, Mike, did you want to talk about anything one PKT related real quick?
1: No but we will (laughs) will, but we will have some news dropping and a pretty good special coming up and me and joey will go and drop it live and announce it and it'll be it'll be pretty awesome so stay tuned tomorrow night i'll force Joey to come back on here and we'll make it short and sweet and it'll be dope and it's a really good deal so you will not want to miss it
0: and tomorrow i'm driving from galveston to lake charles louisiana So if there's anybody on the way that wants a little bit of action and has a cue I can borrow, hit me up.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oscar, we appreciate it, my man.
0: Absolutely, brother. Anytime. See you, Oscar. See you guys. Thanks for joining.